Hello. Hello. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome, everyone. This is Two Girls in Ohio. I'm Kelly. I'm Courtney. And we're here to talk to you about things that typically don't happen in Ohio. We just happen to be in Ohio. Yes, we are here to entertain you for some small amount of time. So thank you for, for tuning in. Yeah. All right. We're just going to, I think, dive right in. I mean, Get in episode it. three, we don't need to yeah, dilly-dally. Get in there. We don't need to be willy-nilly. No willy-nilly. No. <laughs> no. Get in there. You're, we're saying that, and I'm thinking of our roommate, and she sent me pictures the other day, our college roommate, and we are on the floor of our dorm room. Who sent this? Brianna? Mm-hmm. On the floor of the dorm room. Uh Taking pictures with us acting like we're flying from in a the fan. fan. I remember those pictures. Yeah, that's what we did for fun. <laughs> like what? But wait, let's talk about why the fans were in the hallway of the dorm because the bathroom flooded. Flooded. Yes, I can only imagine. So now you're laying on the ground where the bathroom, bathroom has flood. flooded. <laughs> I'm hoping from the showers, but I don't think so. <laughs> One can never know. Oh my gosh. One okay. can never know. Anyways, we entertain ourselves pretty easily. Back then. Yeah. We'll get into more college stories later. Yeah. Once you We're like so us more. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, are you going to go first this week? Yes, I will. I did a dude this week. Did you do a chick? Dudes on dudes on dudes. Yeah, I got a girl. Okay. Um, okay, so last time I started with the two truths and a lie, so this time I want to start with marry, fuck, kill. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give you three dudes, Ready. three celebrities, and you have to tell me who you'd marry, who you'd fuck, and who you'd kill, and then after you tell me that, I'll tell you who I'm doing. All right, don't have your mom listen to this one. <laughs> <laughs> no promises. <laughs> okay, go. Okay, Mark Wahlberg, Oh. Robert Downey Jr., Okay. or Alex Baldwin. Oh, okay, took a turn. <laughs> um, Iron Man for sure gonna do him. <laughs> I'm gonna kill suit as foreplay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is the first one? Mark Wahlberg. I'm gonna kill him, and then I'm gonna marry Alec Baldwin mainly because I, he has to be really funny. Yeah, he I, is. Pretty I funny. just doubt the what was the show he did? Uh, Thirty Rock. Yeah, that well, was he was a lot of shit, but yeah. yeah, Thirty Rock. That was the most recent one. That he was. I loved his character in that. Yeah. So yeah. I would, but I would he, marry and him. he plays Donald Trump. Yeah, for on SNL. Yeah, for life, I would just be with him because that'd be funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'm doing your fuck. <laughs> okay. Robert Downey Jr. Yes. Um, RDJ, as I have him abbreviated in my RDJ. Notes. RDJ. RDJ. <laughs> um, so I watched something on YouTube about him. And um, I feel like it had to have been like an E-True Hollywood story or something, but it was all subtitled in like Arabic or I don't know what the cool. whole language is on the bottom. So yeah. it was obviously taken from somewhere else and then like just put on YouTube. So I don't know who to credit for all this information, but it seemed like a E-True Hollywood story of sorts. That's okay. kind of what it looked like. But, okay. Um, so kind of like um, my last person I did, I didn't know a lot about him other than that now he's Iron Man. So famous from doing Iron Man. Yeah, but I yeah. had no idea like where he started or whatever. I knew he did was like into drugs real bad, which is why I was like, oh. well, wait, okay, let me preface this with Max and I have never watched any of the Marvel movies Oh, at yeah. All. So then we decided we're going to watch all 22. 
Mm-hmm. Seems like something you do. Well, you know, when you have a one and a half year old, you just have so much time to kill. We were like, let's watch 22 movies in a row. So the very first one is Iron Man. That was like the very first of the whole Marvel series. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So um, it made me think about him. and I, was I like, like Iron Man oh. a lot. I do too. Yeah. Uh, after watching a lot of them now, yeah. it's like one of the only ones I like. Yeah. Captain America is a huge pussy. And I do not like him at all. Like one and too. Thor's beautiful, but the story just really goes all off into sorts. We just watched Guardians of the Galaxy, which I did not know. Oh my gosh, Guardian, it's so good. I didn't know that that, I did not know. I did not know. Um, I didn't know that that was a part of it at all. Me either. Because it seemed way more like Star Wars-ish or something, but yeah. I love Chris Pratt. I know. In the movie of my life, Chris Pratt will play Max. Oh, he's so, so good. He's the best. And if you, you keep watching, the last one that's on Netflix before Endgame, we just watched it last weekend, and they're in it. They come back for it, and he's just so funny. I love him. It, it's funny, yeah. Hence why he'd play my husband and my... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so, um, he was born in um, 1965 in New York City. His dad was a director-producer, and his mom was a writer-actress. So he was born into this kind of lifestyle. Um, very, like, hippie upbringing, loose, huh. like, yeah. boho, everything's yeah. all good, whatever. Um, father introduced him to drugs at a very young age. It's said that at eight, he was smoking weed with his dad. Oh, okay. At the age of eight. Eight at eight. So clearly, Super I mean, you know, I've... Eight. Eight. Okay. Yeah. I'm like pretty uptight, but still, I think most people would say that's unnecessary. It's a lot. <laughs> I don't think that's me being uptight. No, that's a lot. Um, so he um, went out to Hollywood after his parents got divorced in the early 80s. Um, the first movie he ever did was called First Born, and he met Sarah Jessica Parker. No way. Yeah. She... Um, Sex in the City, Sarah Jessica Parker, but she's from Nelsonville, which is right by. No freaking way. No way. <laughs> Courtney just turned over her paper to reveal to me that her person she's about to tell me after this is Sarah Jessica Parker. How weird. No, that's really fucking crazy. That's Especially because weird. the last episode we both did like Texas Somebody people. from Texas. That's so Wait, weird. Wait, I actually think that we are mind linked. We are. It's creepy. Whoa. Oh my God. So he wasn't in her story at all? Um, Maybe a little bit, but she has nothing bad that happens. I'm mainly just talking, just like telling you about like her cool yeah. life and like what she's done for like oh. women. Cool. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, they dated for a while, actually. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, long romance. And in 1985, he's kind of named as part of the Brat Pack, which I don't know if you know what that is. But, like, in the 80s, it was, like, Molly Ringwald and Anthony Michael Hall mm -hmm. and, like, all those people that um, did all of, like, those 80s movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Like, Breakfast, Breakfast Club yeah. and, yeah. you know, yeah. all that stuff. So he was in that, which I didn't really know either. He was kind of like a... I guess I didn't realize that. Yeah, alongside. Yeah. Also, something I did not know, he was an SNL cast member. Really? Yes. For one season, 1985, it was the worst season they ever had. He was actually named, they ranked all the cast members of all time, and he was ranked last. The worst. <laughs> I don't think of him as being someone in that good in that situation. 
Mm, I don't know. He's a good actor, but he's yeah, not, I don't know if he'd be great like improv. Like, yeah, slapstick. Yeah. Yeah. But I did hear watching this thing that he does improv a lot of like when he's acting. Oh, but I feel like he's probably used to acting and being the person that it revolves around. Whereas like when you're in SNL, it's not your real and character. it's not really improv and it's scripted. Yeah, it's sketch scripted comedy, so you yeah. have to like stick to it a little bit. But yeah. Anyways. Um, so that fails. He moves back to Hollywood because he was in New York for SNL for one mm, season. Mm-hmm. Really bad. He gets fired. Mm-hmm. 1987, he's in a movie called The Pickup Artist with Molly Ringwald. Um, this is when his drugs start to get pretty bad. Um, Sarah Jessica Parker breaks up with him because of it. She's kind of like, eh, I don't have time for this. I'm doing other things. So like, they're like in their shit 20s together. at this point? Yeah, they're young. Okay. Um... He, his next big role, he played Charlie Chaplin in a biopic that a lot of people said that, like, they didn't think he should have been picked for it. Like, he wasn't a serious actor. He was a Brat Pack actor. And they were like, he can't do it. Yeah. And um, because the director picked him, they lost funding for the movie because people thought it wouldn't do well. So the 10 months to raise money to make the movie... And he took that whole time to just really dive into how to play Charlie Chaplin. And it ended up being an amazing movie and he got an Oscar nomination for it. Oh, wow. So, yeah. They kind of were like, haha, show everybody else. Um, he marries this actress who's not really known at all. I don't even have her name on here. They have a son in 93. Um, he's way more into drugs now. They thought maybe after his son being born, he'd kind of whatever. But now he's doing heroin. Um... He was in the movie Home for the Holidays that Jodie Foster was the director of, and she said she tried really hard to, like, get him back on a good path because she could tell that he was, like, not doing yeah. well. But she was like, I mean, he was showing up and doing what he needed to do for me, and she was like, and I tried to kind of get involved, but beyond that, there wasn't a lot I could do. Yeah. Like, um, So, 95, he's doing black tar heroin and freebasing cocaine on the regular. So, Oh, he's in it. He's real, he's real. deep. In it, yeah. Um, I don't um, know much about heroin, but heard that shit's bad. Heard that that's <laughs> not good. Don't do it. Yeah. Dare to keep a kid off drugs. Dare. He needed some dare in his life. Um, so 1996, he gets arrested three times in a six-month period. Here's why. <laughs> One, he was pulled over drunk driving with a gun in the car. Cool. Two, he breaks into a neighbor's house and falls asleep in bed with a little girl. No. Yep, there's a 911 call. They played it, and the woman's like, there's a man asleep in my child's bed, and I'm trying to wake him up, and he won't get out of the bed. So the police show up. So then he's sent to, like, mandated rehab after that, and three days later, after that incident, being in the bed... He escapes rehab and is found wandering around. A scuppy. Yep. Um, but he basically, he did this one movie that he's really known for, known for called Less Than Zero. And that was also like a lot of the Brat Pack people did it, but it was a way more serious one. And he had this quote that said, the character was an exaggeration of myself and then things changed and in some ways I became an exaggeration of the character. So the character was basically this guy who was like super strung out on drugs oh, and not geez. doing well. So he started doing drugs to kind of be more a part of the character and that's kind of how it all went away. Wow. Um, 
so all of those arrests are like in the front page news because he's like a pretty well known celebrity. When, at this what point. time is it? When is this? Um, the, his 90s? arrest for ninety six. Okay, so mid nineties. Okay. Um, so his third court appearance, he was told that one more slip up and he would do hard time. Um, he goes to a lockdown treatment facility, so not like celebrity rehab, like, nope, you're here with regular old people who are court-mandated to go to rehab. Um, he's, like, in and out of rehab a dozen different times. Um, during this time, there's a director who's really liked him a lot, and he wrote a screenplay specifically for him because he was kind of being, like, blacklisted. Mm-hmm. A lot of people wouldn't work with him. So this guy was like, I'm going to do this because I think he does better when he's in a project, he needs a project. So two girls and a guy. Um, I know Heather Graham was one of the girls, but I that didn't know familiar. who the other. Yeah, it's apparently, I want to go watch all these movies because I love Robert Downey Jr. And I didn't even know he was in all of these. Yeah. But now I want to go watch them all, yeah. especially young Robert Downey Jr. Right, right, right. Foin. Yeah, Foin. <laughs> um, so that movie did good. Um, but like right around the time it's released in 98, he fails a drug test and lands back in court and they give him 180 days in county jail. Wow. So you would think, I mean, he's getting punishments for all of this as it's happening. Yeah. He's not just like having slip ups at like award shows. Right. Like he's getting in trouble. Well, I think it's because it's like street drugs, not prescription drugs. That's true. It like, does do if you're found things. with heroin, you can't be like, but look, my name's on the prescription. I was prescribed it. Yeah. No yeah. one. No one's prescribing uh, black tar heroin. <laughs> no. At least I hope not. I hope not. Um, but the the um, judge that sentenced him, there was like a little blurb in there about him, and he was like, this may, may seem extreme for me to send you to jail, but I hope I'm saving your life. Right. Like he's like, hopefully. So he went to jail. He was in and out of jail a lot. Um, so, yeah, he's kind of blacklisted um, when he gets out of jail. But one director sought him out, and they did the Wonder Boys, um, which was another kind of put him back on the radar. Yeah. Yeah. Good word. Good word. Thank you. <laughs> um, but he violates parole, and he spends a whole year in prison. Oh, shit. Yeah. So he did, like, actual time in prison. I knew he was, like, a bad boy, but I didn't know he was, like, could have died deep in it. Yeah. Wow. Um, So August of 2000, comes out of jail. He starts on Allie McBeal, which this is the first (laughs) that I knew about him because my mom and dad loved Allie McBeal. Um, So people were kind of saying, like, oh, that's, like, a pity thing because, like, he used to do movies and now he's on this, like, cutesy TV show, whatever. But he actually won a Golden Globe for Ally McBeal. So, I mean, it's no Oscar, but, you know. No. Um, He relapses again, goes back in jail, fifth drug-related arrest, and he gets fired from Ally McBeal. So it doesn't last very long. Um, So this time when he comes out of... Jail and rehab, 2002, he takes a whole year off. And he's like, I'm going to do really good. Like, he starts, like, meditating, all this stuff, whatever. His first wife has left him a long time ago, by the way. And, like, took the kid. It was kind of like, and done. Um, So he then stars in, this is 2002, Gothica with Halle Berry. Uh And that is when he meets a producer named Susan Levin. And he basically has stated that Susan Levin is the whole reason that he is a sober person to this day. Mm. Like, she was what he needed to be a better person. In wow. Life. Um, so he produced an album. Apparently he's a really good singer. Oh. Yeah. It didn't, like, win any awards or anything, but people just, it didn't suck. 
Interesting. Um, like a lot of people were like wanting to hate it just because it's like, yeah. who are you like trying to do this? But yeah, so they. Um, 2000. Yes. Well, <laughs> okay. So it's very bizarre because he is hitting rock bottom, but like not really because he still has a career and is still chugging along. He's still well, making small successes. I mean, I know these are like yeah. 10 year time frames. I think his rock rock bottom was 2000. When he got fired from Ally McBeal and went back in jail. Okay. So then 2002, he's like getting back up there. Okay. This is like, this is a good comeback story. Okay. Because most of the time you run out of money. Like you, like they run out of money. Well, they also talked a lot about that, which I wasn't going to bring up because I didn't quite understand how it works. But apparently there was a lot of insurance involved when he had to do these movies. Like, I don't know if it was insurance of like, if you like fuck up so much that we then can't film the rest of the movie or you end up in jail oh. or whatever. So like a lot of the times the salary, they said the salary he was getting for the movie would like just barely cover the insurance of him filming the movies. But like that's how serious he was about acting. He loved it so much. Wow. Like he was like I want to do this. This isn't about the money. Like I just want to act. So interesting. Yeah. Okay. So um 2005 he's in the movie Kiss Kiss Bang Bang with Val Kilmer. It's not Anything great, but it's back on the radar, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, new offers start coming in after that. Then he was in Zodiac, mm-hmm. um, which I really liked. Um, then in 2008, he lands Iron Man, which is obviously uh, what he's known for now. Yeah. And, like, to be quite honest, probably one of the highest paid oh, actors out there for doing yeah. Iron Man. Yeah. Um, Iron Man made $300 million. Yeah. Then he was in Tropic Thunder. Yep. He played the black guy. Yeah. Which I thought was hilarious. I didn't know that was him. Yes. He got a Golden Globe nomination (laughs) and a Best Supporting Actor Oscar nomination because of that. That movie is surprisingly hilarious. Um, There was a... I've never seen it, but there was a quote that he said. um, He was like reading over the script and then he said whatever his character's name was. He was like, you know, I wasn't reading that thinking... Ah, yes, he's going to get me that Best Supporting Actor nomination I've been waiting for. Um, So it kind of surprised everybody, but apparently it was really good. Yeah. Um, In 2008, he was named Entertainment of the Year. He did the movie The Soloist with Jamie Foxx. Um, He did uh, Sherlock Holmes that Ah, year. Yes. Um, He was named People, Sexiest Man Alive um, in 2010. That was also the Iron Man sequel. He had um, his first child with Susan Levin, um, Exton. Mm, great. Not really into that. Um, but second child for him. Um, 2012, they did The Avengers. 2013, Iron Man 3. I don't need to spell out the rest of it for you guys. You know yeah. how it turns out. He does wow. all the other things. And he is kind of back on top. But one thing I did look up, because what sparked it all was when we were watching the first Iron Man, um, Terrence Howard was in it. Do you know who Terrence mm-hmm. Howard is? He's the black guy. He was in Hustle and Flow, and he won an award for that. Okay. He was in Crash. Yeah. Um, if I if you saw a picture, is you, it like you'd know who him. keeps him in line? Yeah, he's like the Reginald. Yeah, guy. yeah, 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 yeah. But then, so he's in the first Iron Man. Yeah. The second Iron Man, he was recasted. Don Cheadle played him. Oh. So there was all these rumors about why he was recasted. Mm-hmm. And Max said, my husband said that it was because him and um, Robert Downey Jr. didn't get along because Robert Downey Jr. was kind of an asshole. 
So that's what made me think like, oh, I should look into Robert Downey Jr. to do him for this podcast. And so um, after researching everything, nothing came up about it. So then I just simply Googled that and I found out he kind of was an asshole. So when they signed the contract, like every actor signed on for the three series, like right away. Like, yes, if they if you make all three, I'm in them. Here's what I'm going to get paid. Yeah. And for the sequel, Terrence Howard was supposed to be paid $8 million. And then they came back and they were like, hey, we're only going to pay you $1 million. Do you still want to do it? And he was like, well, why? And basically it's because they had given the rest of the money to Robert Downey Jr. instead. Oh, my God. <laughs> and they basically said, we don't think we need you like to make this movie a success you can be recasted and it probably wouldn't be a big deal which they were right like yeah they casted Don Cheadle which he made a million dollars for it it's like you can find that online but Terrence Howard he didn't answer that question for a long time and then he was on um the Andy Cohen show that's on like Bravo and someone called in and asked him about it and he was like I'm probably gonna get in trouble but basically um he didn't say Robert Downey Jr but he was like the person who I even helped get the role in the first place become, I made him become Iron Man, decided he wanted my money and that I wasn't worth it. Jeez. And so that's I why. I mean, I see him though as kind of a jerk. I don't see him yeah. as some like, holy dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of why you like him is mm-hmm. that he is kind of a dick and he has this attitude and arrogance I mean, I envision him, him being exactly like Tony Stark. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. why it's so like likeable. the bad boy so, with the secret good yeah. heart. And you just want to be that girl that he, you want to be Pepper Potts where he just yeah. loves you, but he doesn't love anyone else. Yeah. No. That's what every girl it. wants. So. Yeah. No, so a, a comeback one. story, you know? Like yeah. he went down a very dark path of black tar heroin. And Jeez. here he is now. That's a long road, too. I yeah. mean, he could, he's lucky he still looks the way he does. Uh, when you yeah. do that many drugs and that that's long, true. you. You get, you rot from yeah. like the inside yeah. out. I can't believe you're doing Sarah Jessica Parker. That's insane. Okay. That really is. So this will be pretty quick. I I wanted to do some. I was like feeling a little guilty that we're just very like, um, sad and down on all these people. Yeah, we're all just time. bashing the just shit out of people. Bashing the shit out of people. <laughs> so I was like, I'll just do somebody that is pretty lighthearted and whatever. So I'm doing Sarah Jessica Parker. Uh, she was born in Nelsonville, Ohio, so right next to where we went to college at. It's a tiny, tiny town in southern Ohio. Uh, she was born in 1965. Uh, her mom was a teacher, like worked with kids. Her dad was an entrepreneur, whatever that means. Um, she was one of eight kids. Wow. So if any of you are listening and in Ohio, you probably know what what Nelsonville is like. And it seems like they were a very stereotypical family that would live in southern Ohio yeah. um, at that time. They said that they struggled to support themselves. Um, a lot of times, like, the electricity would get turned off. Um, just, it was a struggle. But um, when they interview her later about her childhood, she says, like, I wouldn't change anything. Like, hmm. I don't. I'm happy with like how I was raised and you know how it happened. Her parents divorced and then um, made like bigger families, but yeah, whatever. Um, so when she was a kid, though, they went to the ballet and to the theater a lot, and they went to Cincinnati, which I thought was weird. I don't know why they wouldn't have come to Columbus. I thought I don't know. I don't know the timing. Yeah, I don't know what don't it was know. like then. Um, but they would do free things. So they would go to Cincinnati and see the free theater. They yeah. would go and see the ballet. Whatever was free and available to them, they would go and see it. Uh, 
And they start to see that she has a want, a talent to act, to dance. So they start putting her in classes. They start uh, letting her pursue that. They move to New York to get her better training. Oh, wow. So they had to have literally sold everything and used all the money that they had to move to New yeah, York. Yeah, they were really going all in yeah. on Sarah Jessica Parker here. Right. <laughs> Paid off. It did. Um, Like, how many people do this and then it doesn't pay off? Yeah. Because, you like, these are the stories. Mm-hmm. Like, all the families do this. They yeah. say, yeah, we moved to Nashville for the year. Yeah, we moved to L.A. We moved, mm-hmm. like, these families do that. Yeah. But who does that? I wish my mom would have done that for me. But you have this instead, so. I know. But I really feel like I missed my <laughs> calling as a child TV star. Okay. I mean, only both of your siblings live in L.A. I know. That's true. Um, So they moved to uh, New York. Um, she goes to like all the fancy schools that you can think of. I'm assuming she got scholarships to go. Mm-hmm. Um, a notable one. They moved to New Jersey later. Not that it's any cheaper to live there. Um, and she goes to the American Ballet School. Oh, so she was like real ballerina. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I didn't know that about her. Yeah. Um, then she started doing, so she's growing up. She, she keeps progressing, um, and it seems like she may have moved around a couple of schools. Um, it's, I don't think she stayed at one school like all through high school. I think she yeah, moved, moved around a little bit uh, according to like what she was most interested in mm-hmm. at the time. Um, so then she starts doing a handful of small roles. It wasn't the small roles. The only things I recognized were Hocus Pocus Oh, yeah. I, I know. I forgot that that was her in that. Yeah, so she did Hocus... She's like the ditzy sister witch. Yeah. What a classic movie. Yeah, so what that's one of her super early roles is Hocus Pocus, which, I mean, more power to her. Um, a ton of movies. Like, she she slowly so works she her was, way... So she was in that one with um, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, what yeah, yeah, was yeah. it? I don't know what that one was called. The other one I wrote down was called Ed Wood. It was one with Johnny Depp in it. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of, she did a lot with famous people now. Yeah. Um, with like Nicolas Cage and I don't know. Once you get hooked up with Disney, I feel like you're probably good to go. Um, so then she finds this little, little tasty morsel. <laughs> called Sex in the City. And that's kind of what I want to talk about, Sex in the City. Um, I think it's one of those TV shows that kind of shaped an entire era. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think it's pretty cool. Like, I, I never watched it until I was older, until we were in college. When we binge-watched when it. When we binge-watched it. It was when Netflix first started, and you would send off for the DVDs mm-hmm. one at a time. Wow. That's yeah. really what it was? I that's guess I what it was. remember that. yeah. I so, just remember watching all of it in our dorm room. Yeah, we would get it from the library, <laughs> but we could also, I had Netflix. Listen, and people, could, it was a real struggle back yeah, then could when get Netflix it didn't stream shit. One, one uh, disc DVD at a, at a time. One disc at a time, yeah. How did she start on sex? Did they approach her or did she audition? Um. So I didn't read that. Agreed to star... Um, she had doubts about being in a long-term series, in a TV series. So they must have come to her I then. assume they came to her. Um, it doesn't really say that she... It doesn't seem like it was a struggle for her to get the job. Okay. It seems just like this was approached, she did it. Um, it's based on a book, Sex and the City is. 
Um, so it's the four women in their mid-30s. She plays Carrie Broad Bradshaw, if all of you live underneath a rock and don't know that. Um, in the end, the, she wins two Emmys and four Golden Golden Globes for, oh, wow. for her work on that show. Nice. Um, and it's crazy. So when I'm like researching all this stuff and looking at all this stuff... Um, I actually typed in Carrie Bradshaw first in my brain. Like that was who I was looking for. <laughs> and I started reading about it and I was like, no, wait, no, no, no. I'm looking for Sarah Jessica Parker. So I had to like to go back and start again. Yeah. But just the amount of content that is out there that is just about the fashion. And there's so many websites that are like 10 things Carrie Brad Bradshaw would not have in your closet. Um, just... Things about this fictional character yes. as if she were a real person. Yes. Yeah. She is completely... Clearly influential. Yeah. Completely idolized. And they say that this TV show did a ton for, like, women culturally and, like, yes. how they're looked at and Yeah. And, like, you, like, you're not a slut. Yes. Yes, yes, Like, yes. you're not a slut. You're just a woman yes. doing things that men do all the time. Yes. So it's the same. I think it was like the first, well, it was HBO, so they could do yeah. a lot more than anyone else could. So I think that was the first time that people were like, oh my gosh, this is hilarious. Like, this is real life. This is what life is really like. But mm -hmm. is it okay to be like this? Like, should I be like Miranda or should I? I like, was just going to say, yeah. I remember everyone would be like, you're yeah. such a Charlotte or, yeah. you know, whatever it was. But yeah. Yeah. So I just, I think it's very, very cool that they were able to do a TV show like that and it to be so influential still. I mean, yeah. it's still the first things that are popping up when I'm Googling it. Like, mm -hmm. it's still very relevant today, mm -hmm. which is very interesting. I always liked her because I thought she was such, like, a unique... Yeah. ...looking, like, beautiful yeah. person. Yeah. Like, she didn't have, like, those tiny little features that, like, most yeah. celebrities do have. And so I thought that was cool to show, like, no, you can be, like, a different mm -hmm. looking person and still be yeah. famous and be considered beautiful Absolutely. and, like, wanted. Yeah, and all of the women in the show have these great careers but, like, also have these really cool lives on the other side. Mm -hmm. And so I, ju I just think that's so neat to be able... I mean, obviously, maybe not all the drinking and sex and everything else that, you know, that we like to watch and is fun, but I, it's very cool to show people that, yeah, you can do all of that and mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with it. What is she working on now? It didn't say what she had going on. It doesn't seem like a lot. Um, she's been in like random movies she's now and then. Been producing. Is oh, what okay. It looks like that's cool. Um, Who's she married to? Is she married to Matthew she, Broderick? They or are they divorced? Divorced. Okay. No. Still married. Still married. Oh, cool. Yeah, just living that life. Ferris Bueller. That's crazy. Yeah. That's weird. It's another great movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. But yeah, it has in here about Robert Downey Jr. That's funny. That's cool. A she briefly Ohio dated girl. John F. Kennedy Jr. Wow. Like, what? So it really doesn't mention... Yeah, there's Robert Downey Jr. Just the first sentence. Yeah. It's just... Parker's I think romantic were so young. actor. Yeah, 1984. Until 91. That's a long time, though. It is. 84 it is. to 91. Firstborn. They met on the set of Firstborn. He had a drug problem, which affected their relationship. We sure, he sure did. Just talked about that. <laughs> That's funny. And she said, Parker said, I believed I was the person holding him together. Oh, Probably. God. That's so terrible. Yeah. 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 So, 
quick, positive, no Yeah, downfall. I was going to say, that's a good... That's, yeah, yeah, so maybe every once in a while. Well, you just do like a happy one. Yeah, just do like, one of the success Good for you, story. you never had a crazy yeah. downfall. You handled celebrity really well. I was trying to find somebody that had like a really big struggle, to be honest, but I couldn't think of anybody off the top of my head that like came from absolutely nothing, so... I'm realizing that it's going to be hard to find people that it's not drugs, because so many celebrities go to drugs. Oh, it is. After I did these two, I was like, okay... That, you know, I did Anna Nicole and then I did him. Yeah. And even like Tiger, my first one, he had some addiction problems. So I feel like it's going to be a lot of that. It's so hard. So I'm going to maybe need to... Switch it up a little bit. Yeah. Which, that's what's great. We can do whatever we want. We can, because it's our fucking it's podcast. It's our fucking podcast. It's not yours. No. It's ours. Yeah. So Which, yes. by the way, we have an email. We have an email. We do. It's so official. Grandma created an email. Um, it's twogirlsinohio at gmail.com. Feel free to email us. You can email us your suggestions of who you would like us to talk about. Absolutely. Who do you want us to tell you what to think about them? Oh, yes. Because I love to tell people what to think about shit. Absolutely. And we have an Instagram page that we started. Um, so once we get our lives together and start posting regularly podcasts, uh, things will get more organized. But, of course, it's our third one, so we're still trying things. We're working on we're it. We're working on it. Anything else you want to email us? Like I said, I love um, telling people my opinions about stuff. So if you have any life quandaries oh, or... yes. I'll give you yes. all my feelings on it, yes. and I won't hold back. So you let me know what like, you need. Don't get too weird with it, so... Well, I won't read it if it's that. <laughs> Only if it's something good that I want to read. You know I'll read it first because I'm like always on That's top of true. that stuff. Uh-huh. But thank you for yeah. listening to us. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.